0: Please listen carefully. Yeah, so I thought we would kind of just talk about working out while injured. Um, so do you want to talk about like your, well, actually, how did you get started with CrossFit?
1: Okay, sure. Um, so initially I was kind of, well, for a while, at a long point in my life, I didn't do anything. Like I played like rec soccer and I just did kind of like, I just like played sports for fun and that was sort of how I stayed in shape. Um, I got into heavy lifting uh, around senior year of college, and then um, after you know my career got started, and I had a family, and I didn't you know have as much time to spend at the gym with friends. I started to take on running a lot because I could kind of do that uh-huh. on my own time, and so then I became like a really avid runner for years. And then about two years ago, um, I kind of finally bit the bullet and joined CrossFit after. I, you know, I have two, two close friends of mine have been doing it for I don't know, probably six or seven years and, um, you know, I had gone and done, you know, a workout here or there and it was always, you know, really hard and I, you know, made some excuses, you know, like it's expensive and, you know, the schedule's too rigid and I, you know, I work and I can't possibly, you know, make the schedule and I'd just rather do it on my own time. So two years ago, I finally decided to bite the bullet and do it. Um, Kind of, it was a personal kind of like challenge, something that I wanted to do. I saw my friends really enjoying it and I saw kind of how it affected their lives and just thought it'd be a good idea to try it. And um, here I am two years later still doing it. And um, like I tell people, it's pretty much the only thing that I've ever done that I was able to like, not instantly, but very quickly feel the results of it. So even, you know, lifting weights, you know, yeah, you get bigger and you feel stronger. And when you run, you feel more, you know, agile and you get that endurance component. But then when you kind of move into CrossFit, I've kind of now not only do I feel stronger, but I also feel like I could run a better, you know, half marathon time if I had to do that, you know, in in a few months. So I kind of am getting the best of both uh, doing this. So, Um, It works for me, and so I've continued on with it for the last two years.
0: So you had friends who were doing it. You had obviously heard of it. Um, Yeah. What do you feel like was holding you back? Because you say, like, fight the bullet and do it. And obviously, you know, you're at Kana now, and uh, it seems like you're enjoying yourself. Um, But what was it before joining CrossFit, starting CrossFit, that was, like, where was the hesitation coming from? What were you thinking?
1: Yes, yeah, so it's, it's a lot of the typical stuff that you hear, um, you know, now being on the other side and being, you know, part of the CrossFit community, it kind of seems silly, but I mean, it really was about, you know, I can't do a pull-up or I can't, you know, um, squat as much as those guys. And, you know, it's just going to be embarrassing to be at the bottom of, like, the leaderboard every day that I go to this gym. Nah. And it's just, it was more of like a confidence, like a mental thing than anything. It's just like, I know that if I'm by myself, like I don't have to compete with anybody. And, when, and I was just always at the beginning when I was kind of making excuses and not coming, felt like I didn't want to be at the bottom of the standings every day. Got it. You know what I mean? So, so it was kind of like a
0: mental thing. And then, well, you cause you I had, mean? you had played high level soccer. So you're used to being, uh, Really good at whatever you do, right?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I, I played like rec, like rec soccer, so I, I mean, I wasn't like you know, uh, I didn't play you know collegiately or anything, you know, really, uh, gotcha, you but, know, high up there. But yeah, like I, I was used to, I was used to being at least average, um, you know, at best really good, right? Uh, right. Never like like the suckiest at it in the whole place, <laughs> and, and, and and that and that and that's how you know you sometimes feel on the outside looking in, like, you know, and I know my, and obviously I'd have my friends who did it and, you know, they're great friends and they're you know, extremely nice people and not intimidating in the least, but like, you yeah. know, you see kind of what they do and you see who they hang out with and you see how, you know, they're, um, you know, the people that work out there are like, and you're like, well, I'm not even close to that yet. So how can I possibly right, enjoy this? Got it. And just feel crappy all the time about yeah. not being good enough. So, um, which is obviously now, you know, looking back on it and, you know, being on the other side just seems completely silly. So
0: what would you say to someone who is looking at CrossFit and thinking that same thing? Like, so, you know, what would you tell yourself, I guess, uh, however many years ago?
1: Yeah, so I would probably tell myself that like, even on like what you think is your worst day Mm -hmm. doing CrossFit, like if I, if you go in there and you just like, you know, Lift 40 pounds less than you thought you could, or your time is, you know, two minutes longer than you thought you were gonna do. Like you're still doing more than most people are even willing to try to do, Mm -hmm. and you're taking steps to take better care of yourself, and that's more than a lot of people can say. Right. So the progress I feel like will will come, and, and for me, from experience, it did come. But it's just a matter of like getting kind of over yourself. And, you know, just knowing that it's a process and that showing up the first day and the day after that and the day after that, um, just really does like snowball for you. And no matter how bad you think you did, you're doing better than anybody that didn't show up that day. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the advice that I would give to somebody.
0: Cool. So, um, let's talk about injury. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, talk about your history and then um, kind of how that evolves um, and then we'll kind of get into more details from that story.
1: Sure. So back in May, I um, got diagnosed with like an AC joint injury. It seems like it's a, it was a common overuse injury, I was told. Um, so it was like an AC joint inflammation and um, you know, the MRI results, you know, revealed some, like, fr- not fraying, but, like, um, some chipping of, like, my collarbone uh, where it meets my AC joint. So, um, you know, physical therapy, um, you know, just working at it, staying, you know, off or not using the shoulder, uh, being careful uh, was all stuff that, I, you know, the doctor was telling me. And, you know, you want to avoid surgery because that's obviously in you're out of commission for a really long time. But um, how did was, you How
0: did you injure your shoulder?
1: Oh, so it was just one day, you know. I was uh, I was actually benching on my own at the uh, you know at a local gym. Uh, was this was before Kana opened, and um, you know it wasn't like one lift where I felt like a pop or you know I can look back and say yep that was the one that uh, I hurt myself on. It was more like you know the next day I felt really limited range of motion, a lot of pain when I tried to lift my left arm over my head, and um, you know it didn't get better after like two weeks of not doing anything. So, um, you know, actually and actually it started to get worse like when I would do like things like push ups and um, you know, like burpees and really anything where I had to like use my shoulder to press. Right. So it was pretty discouraging because um, you know, I'm used to working out, you know, four five days a week and all of a sudden you can't use like the upper half of your body and um that really like, you know, just was difficult to, uh, to deal with at the
0: time. Yeah. Talk about the mental side of things. Cause I feel like with injuries, obviously, uh, there's the yeah. physical aspect of it to it and the, that's the like evident piece of it. But, yeah. uh, having been injured myself and I can talk about that later, um, there's a huge mental side to this, right? Right.
1: Yeah. So like you want to, initially you feel like not, I mean, I don't want to, like marginalized, like depression, because it's not really depression, but it, you you feel like, you know, this sucks. What um, was me like? I you know what what did I do? Like why you know why did this happen to me? Right. And um, you know you think about okay, how am I gonna get get through this? Do I do I have to just you know how am I gonna get through the next several weeks or months? Just basically sitting around when like you're used to being active. Yep. Um, and once you kind of get over that hurdle, you're like, okay, well, number one, I can still use my legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I can still do certain movements with my arm. So maybe I can't, you know, do you know, 145 pound, you know, push press, but I can, you know, maybe I can lift the bar, or maybe I can do dumbbells with my right arm, um, you know, or I can work on deadlifts, or I can, you know, work on other things. And you, you, you know, you and I had a lot of conversations about that, and you honestly helped me through the beginning stages of that where, you know, you've mentioned some of your personal stories about, you know, hey, I learned to squat really heavy when I hurt my shoulder or I learned to, you know, do something that I, or I refined something that I wasn't good at, uh, you know, when I hurt my shoulder. So right. those kind of, you know, reminders and, you know, and, and having a good community like really helps with that because, you you know, the other, the other mental aspect to it is you, you see what the workout is for a day. And it might be something you're used to being able to RX or being able to do um, or something that you want to do and want to try, but you have to remind yourself that you can't because you're going to get hurt. But then you also have to remind yourself, well, I can still go and just do something else Mm -hmm. instead of staying home. So that was sort of the mental gymnastics that I had in the beginning where I was like, okay, well, I can't do that. Should I go? Should I not go? Well, I'm just going to go because I'll figure something out. Right. And that's better than staying home. So...
0: Yeah. When you, so you had injured, you had basically gotten the diagnosis, uh, in May and that's actually when we opened. Uh, right? and so when you came in, you came in with this injury, right? Yeah, And I, I definitely remember you you know, feeling pretty down about it. This was like going through that whole, um, it's almost like, I mean, it is almost like the stages of grief where like, Right. You are angry about it and, yeah. uh, or, or even in denial about it and then anger. And then, you know, you come around. So, um, I, the, the Brad that I, that was first working out is def, definitely a different Brad than now. Um, not just physically, but definitely mentally and emotionally. Um, when we first had you working out, um, what kinds of things were we doing in class what what kind of modifications were we doing um, you kind of mentioned it uh, before but kind of talk about specifics
1: yeah so um, you know I, I remember there was a push press workout and I used dumbbells there were um, workouts with kettlebell swings that I would do Russian swings so I'd have to go over my head um, there were workup workouts with push-ups where I would do box push-ups instead of push-ups from the ground because I just didn't have that range of motion uh, in my shoulder um, those are the three main ones that come to mind and then gen- and then gradually you know I would start to build the weight back up I mean I was doing physical therapy at the same time but I mean there were just certain things like you know push press burpees push-ups uh, you know um, you know handstand push-ups I can't do anyway but yeah you know, <laughs> but stuff like that like I was uh, you know heavily, you know, modifying and and just doing my own thing.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and what, what were you wondering? Because I remember when we, when we first, you know, had you working out, there would even be times where you thought you shouldn't even come to the workout. Right. Um, Right. Or at least it seemed that way from my end. Um, but then, you know, with some conjoling, I, you know, we got you in and basically had you modify things. So, um, you know, I guess, Try to take yourself back to that point and um, and some of the questions that you had. Um, Obviously, now you you know you know more about modifying stuff, but like you know, what what would you tell someone who just has their first you know major injury and um, you know they don't know anything, Mm -hmm. right?
1: I would recommend talking to a coach about it. I mean, that's honestly what got me through it It is, is, I mean, I I had just met you and I'd met, you know, a lot of people at, kind of like, like you said, as this injury happened. Yeah. So, um, you know, being able to talk to you and being like, okay, like Chris has been through this or he knows somebody that's been through this. And so I feel, I I began to gain confidence that, you know, no matter what was being prescribed that day, we were going to be able to find something that was going to work for me so I can get through a workout. And once I felt that there was no more like, well, my shoulder hurts today. I'm going to stay home. Right. It was like, okay, well, my shoulder hurts today, but you know, I'm going to talk to Chris about it when I get there, and then we'll figure something out to modify this workout so that I can get this in. Yeah, um, that, and that was really the evolution of that. I mean, uh, so so I mean, the, honestly, the the biggest thing I, I, I would tell somebody is to you know use your use your coaches and, and, and talk to them about this stuff because that's what they're there for.
0: Yeah. So you know, obviously, every every injury is going to be different. Um, you know, some injuries are going to be mild enough where we can simply deload, right? So, uh, and that's something that we would do with anybody uh, because of different um, uh, abilities and athletical levels, right? So Mm -hmm. say the workout calls for 225 pound deadlifts, but someone comes in and they say they took their back. Well, you know what? We're going to use 75 pounds or maybe even PVC pipe. Like it's going to totally depend. So sometimes you can do the actual movement, but it's just a matter of changing the, the, the weight, right? Um, right. In your case, it was more about um, you know a uh, fairly serious injury where we, we needed to lay off that shoulder from pressing overhead. So, but the use of dumbbells allowed you to do presses and things that you know were written in the workout just with one side, right. Mm-hmm so we're doing the motion all we're doing is adapting it to be one-sided so the only um, thing that folks tend to be uh, have a question about is like lopsidedness like oh well won't this um, one will be lopsided afterwards because I'm, I'm using one side more than another um, there's actually a, a, some, a study out there I don't I don't have the reference for it but um, where they actually they actually looked at this and the benefit of working out overall getting the blood flowing you know just moving was way more beneficial than any sort of um, asymmetry in terms of lopsidedness if training only one side so to, to the point where even that weaker side or that unused side still got stronger uh, incrementally because you were doing something to with your body um, so you know the whole like lopsided argument um, you know to, to do nothing versus doing something um, that you know clear. the answer is generally to do something at least something right. um, and then we also talked about just like changing or uh, at least looking at the stimulus of the workout right so for some folks we won't be able to do anything even if we deload or even if we do one side. Like there are just some movements where, you know, it's not an option. But maybe we can look at the stimulus of the workout and say, okay, this is meant to be a um, – let's take running, for for example. So this wouldn't be your case. But um, let's say someone has an injury to um, uh, an ankle or a knee where impact – is, is, um, not advised. Uh, but there's running in a workout. Well, we can have them instead of running, uh, do something like rowing because it's less impact on those joints and it's going to offer a similar stimulus in terms of having that monostructural movement that, you know, kind of aerobic, uh, just kind of keep moving, um, uh, stimulus to the body. So, um, So that's another big piece, like, okay, maybe we're not doing the movement or even a version of the movement, but we're doing something in that uh, energy system, right? Either short and fast or, you know, longer and more aerobic, but at least we're doing something. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and I'm pretty sure we talked about this too, the community aspect, I think, is huge because of the the mental piece, right? So just, just to be surrounded by people. Uh, who are working out. And yes, like, you kind of have to put your ego aside and say, all right, I, I know for I know that I'm not going to be doing the same thing as, as, as other people right now. But mm-hmm. the point is that you still have the community aspect. Um, you know, there's pretty good evidence that we as humans need community for many different reasons. And um, I would go so far as to say that those with stronger communities will – heal faster, uh, whether that's a placebo effect or not, um, the, the human need for community, um, and studies actually show that like, you know, people who live longer tend to have stronger community around them, stronger family bases, stronger friendships. Um, so having, having that around coming to a regular, uh, class, it would be good for you. Right. Right. And, and
1: I would add to the community aspect that, you know, kind of drilling down a little bit further into that, you know, having a really supportive community versus like, okay, so you could again, going back to my personal situation if I, if Kana was like, you know this like uber competitive gym Mm -hmm. um, then, you know perhaps those days when I wasn't doing the workout everybody else was doing that would be maybe like at least in the beginning when I was still like kind of feeling that out, that could be something that you know, is a deterrent because, you know, you don't have the people who are like either understanding or, you know, just don't even really, um, you know, they they don't like shoot you a weird look like they, you know, they just, they understand what you're doing, what you're going through or they don't care. And they're like, you know, just kind of, you're you're doing what you got to do. And it's not like, you're not looking at everybody else and no one's like judging you. You know what I mean? So it's one thing to be like in a group of people, but I think it's also like another thing to be with people who, you know, understand what you're going through and don't judge you and just kind of say, hey, like, you know, he's doing whatever he's doing and he's getting better and, you know, that's good enough. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, it's also, I have to imagine, you know, and I hope there's not many gyms or I hope there's no gyms out there like that. Yeah. But, you know, statistically there probably are. But I have to imagine that those places look at um, scaling or, or modifying the same way, right? So if it's so competitive that even modifying a workout to do less weight simply because you can't do, you know, the prescribed weight, um, I have to imagine that you would get a similar feeling from that, right? So mm-hmm. when you walk into a gym, what how do how do people treat the person who, you know, quote unquote comes in last or right. does the least weight or, you know, has to modify things? How do they treat those folks versus – you know the right. fire breathers of the box, right? Right,
1: right. Um, and especially if you were new as well, because like this was all in the beginning. So yeah. you know, if you if if you layer in on top of that, you don't really know anybody that well. Right. That's also like, well, you know, how are they going to react? Is this going to be weird? Am I going to have to always explain to people that I'm hurt, or they just think I'm weak? Like, you know, if you don't know the people and you don't know what it's like, you know, it's hard to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I don't. It's hard to figure out how it's gonna be, how it's gonna be and get and get through that. But yeah, you know, but, luckily I think we have a really supportive community, and I think, you know, if I were to get injured again, which hopefully wouldn't happen, but if I did get injured again, like, this is not even something that I would, I would even think about, so.
0: Yeah, right, because you got enough to figure out with CrossFit in general, like, what is a clean, what, like, how do I load a bar, like, so to figure out, navigate the, uh, the interpersonal piece, too, like, to figure out how people react, or, you know, how they, what their attitudes are like, that's a whole other layer, right?
1: Right. And people are generally more concerned about like themselves and their own numbers. Yeah I mean it's supportive but yes. like nobody's really like watching you to see what like like what you're doing. They're more focused on, okay, what am I doing to, you know, better like myself today? And yes. I'm gonna support everybody, but like no one really like cares like necessarily like what my time is going to be that day. It's like, okay, what did I get on this last time? Can I do better? What can I do to improve myself today?
0: Yeah, you are absolutely right. People care about themselves way more than they think other people care about them. Um, Pat, I think it's Pat Sherwood of uh, CrossFit HQ fame who has a uh, shirt or a quote that says, uh, nobody cares, train harder. Like (laughs) nobody cares about you, what you did for your lifting. Like, Who Like, yes, I I do think PR should be celebrated and I do think, um, especially for people who have never lifted before, like posting on social media can be very cool, especially when you hit a a PR. Um, But, you know, there's some folks who do it every single day. They, you know, they post their lifting stuff and um, it's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I I mean, I, I, you know, an hour ago, I actually just posted a time lapse of uh, the rowing Tabata, Tabata rowing that, you know. Dory and I did, uh, so I guess, you know, I can be called a hypocrite, but, you know, it's like, nobody cares. Train harder, right? Right. Um, uh, how long did it take you to recover from the injury, or, like, give it, Give us an update, I guess, on timeline and, and how you're doing now?
1: Cool. So, um, injury happened in May. We're now in October, so it's, you know, about five months um, since I originally hurt myself about uh, a month ago I got a cortisone shot um, I, you know I was going through physical therapy for you know, the duration of the time leading up to that uh, and I was feeling better I feel I felt like I got to about 85% recovered and then kind of plateaued for you know a solid month at that 85% so I wasn't like you know terribly limited in my shoulder but it was one of those like nagging things that you feel when you do certain things when you reach for a cup from the you know cabinet a certain way, or you, you know, you, you, you I don't know, whatever, so certain motions, you just, you would just feel it, and it was like more like nagging. So, you know, talked to my doctor, we decided to go through with the, with the shot. And, you know, since I was so far along, we, we were hoping that that would just knock it out. And so I haven't had any pain really since then, um, luckily. So I've been gradually getting back into, um, you know, trying to get back to where I was before the injury. Not all the way back there yet, like today, you know, we had a workout where it was a 95-pound uh, push press as mm-hmm. part of the Tabata, and I did 75 just because, you know, I'm, I, I could have done a 95, I think, maybe back in April or May before right. I got hurt, but, right. you know, this is something where, you know, I'm still building back the strength of my shoulder. Right. The last thing I want to do is re-injure it just to, you know, for, for no reason. Right. So, um, you know, working my way back, I feel like I'm, you know, I don't know probably 75-80% of the way of the way there
0: so okay well there was a, I mean there was a point where you physically wouldn't even be able to do the range of motion right right like there's a point exactly. where you couldn't do 75 pounds at all
1: right like I couldn't even do the bar yeah
0: right, right. Yeah. got it um, and what other do, do you have any other um, memories uh, uh, of PR's or like breakthroughs along the way um, you know, I'm thinking about things like uh, strict pull-ups and other uh, things that you weren't physically capable of, but um, you know, you found. Yeah, your... so so
1: so a couple things. So one that was um, that was a cool moment was when I pr'd my deadlift like in June. So it was like you know I had injured my shoulder, and then we were and I, and I hadn't tested my one run max in deadlift for deadlift in a really long time yeah and i think you remember i came in that day and i was like oh, i'm gonna shoot for like 285 because it's the last thing i remembered i did yep and I, I forget i think i got like 3 340 or 345 yeah uh, uh, i think it was like 360 like, totally unexpected. but yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. so like, that was cool because i was like okay well i'm injured
1: and i didn't think i could really do a whole lot and then wow like i just kind of like did something i didn't think i was capable of today so that made me feel good that day
0: yeah, and now you your name is a thing because anytime anyone right. PRs by a ridiculous amount, we say, "Oh, you just pulled the Brad." <laughs> so, you you are now a thing. You can you can never leave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds good, and, then, and then I guess the other the other thing that was cool is that um, like a year ago, I could not do pull ups um, on the rig without the i forget if i was on the which color band i was on but i was still doing bandit so like if a workout had pull-ups in it right i was doing banded. Right. i could probably maybe get like one strict pull-up mm-hmm. um like i could probably do singles but like that's obviously not efficient you know workout so i was pretty much doing always banded and now i'm doing I, I haven't used the band in quite some time so i've kind of graduated past that i think it was one day where we kind of decided well let's try without it and let's kind of like not go back to that unless, like, you know, we have to for some reason, right? And, and and you know, I haven't gone back to that. So that was something I felt kind of proud about. That so
0: that's cool, that's yeah. really cool. And you, you know, I don't. We didn't really focus specifically on uh, things like deadlifting, but um, you know, you had mentioned this before too, like the the opportunity for injury. What, although you know, it, it can feel like a downer. Um, It is an opportunity to focus on other things. Um, And and so even at a very, very high level, you take someone like um, Brent Fikowski, who got uh, second at the CrossFit Games this year. There were, I think, two years where he came in second at regionals. Or uh, I'm sorry, uh, he placed just outside of, of the qualifying spots for regionals to make it to the CrossFit Games. So whatever that is, seventh place or sixth place or whatever that is. Um, and then he had a, I want to say a knee injury, uh, where it it was something where one part of his body, upper body or lower body got injured. And so he needed, he could only focus on upper body, let's say, um, which was his weakness. He, he did not have the upper body, um, strength compared to other games athletes that he needed. And so he spent, you know, months working on, you know, upper body work and then this year he got he made it to the games and he got second place, right? right. So it's like injuries are a bummer, absolutely, uh-huh. but good stuff can come out of it. And um, it's that whole saying of you know life is ten percent of what happens to you and ninety percent of of how you react to it. Uh-huh. You know, I think the book Mindset by Carol Dweck I think is huge. Having a growth mindset, having having a mindset uh-huh. of You know, I think, I think it's fine to be bummed about it uh, at first. Uh, You have to go through that process, but to come out and say, all right, it it is what it is, right? I'm going to deal with it and, and make the best out of it. Um, I mean, I had injured my shoulder in a competition and, uh, you know, it was a silly movement. It was a movement, you know, I'll never program for us. Um, it, but it was competition, so I had to do it, and I ended up uh, subluxing my shoulder. So it, it popped out and then popped back in, and um, I eventually needed surgery for it, was in a sling, and, you know, fast forward, I didn't, I didn't do a pull-up for eight months, eight or nine months, I think, and, um, you know, five months after this, or, yeah, no, four months after the surgery, even hanging from, just hanging from a bar was very painful. Um, but I, and I told you this, like I used that opportunity to squat pretty much every day, uh, any day I was in the gym. And, uh, at first I had to use a safety squat bar because I couldn't even get my arm back into a, a back squat position, oh, wow. you know, yeah. um, you know, even the, the first two months actually after the, the surgery, it was, you know, in a sling and, and I couldn't I I didn't really do anything. I mean, I did some air squats. I did some, uh, some sit-ups, but even, um, even a safety squat bar, I couldn't put any pressure on my shoulder until at least two months after. And then I was on a safety squat bar. Um, but that eventually led me to squat three eighty, and then, uh, and then later on squat 400. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't think I would have done that if I didn't have that time under the bar, just squatting and squatting and squatting for essentially eight months. Um, right. So it's, um, you know, it's just, it's uh, one of those things where, yeah, I think you can be bummed about it at first. You're allowed to do that. But, um, you know, as a, <laughs> I listened to um, the Girls Gone Wild podcast and they had on, um uh I'm blanking on her name. I'm totally blanking on her name. But she, one of their guests said, um, you know, put put a timer on it, right? Like, mm-hmm. feel bad about yourself, but then put a timer on it, like, right. get get back to work.
1: Right. Yeah. So how how long did it take after you got back from your injury to regain the progress or to regain what you were able to do with your upper body, like pre injury? So like one of the concerns that I was that I was having was like you know I was able to lift X now how long is it gonna take me to get back to that is it gonna take me a year is it gonna take me two years like that was one of the most like that was one of the most disappointing things about it at the time going through my head was it's gonna you know all this year these years of progress and you know I'm gonna lose it I have to start over you mm-hmm. know in six months or whatever
0: yep so this was um 2012 uh, we had. I was part of a uh, a regionals team, so we went to regionals as a team, um, and then I had done and then I had done the competition um, a few months after that, so I was in I was in pretty good sh- cross set shape. Um, I was in pretty good shape because we had been training for regionals, and then this happened, uh, so surgery happened at the end of 2012. This was like uh, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and then I didn't do another. I didn't do my a pull up, uh, and I'm pretty sure it was like a chin up. It wasn't even like you know mm-hmm. pronated grip. It was like anyhow over the bar. Right. Um, for so that, was it? Th- that was maybe July or yeah. August of the following year of 2013, and then I wasn't doing like kipping pull ups until. Probably about a year after the surgery, so probably that following winter. Um, and, and butterfly I definitely held off on for, for until I, I felt pretty strong because at the bottom of a kip or a butterfly, there's so much force. it's your body weight times the, uh, the centripetal force that you're enacting on your body. So you know a really big kip you could have four times your body weight uh, pulling on that joint. And so I was very cautious with that. Um, gotcha. So I would say well over a year um, until yeah. I, I got back to you know pretty normal quote unquote normal status. Um, my consult with the doc, he you know had said be prepared after the surgery to never do a push up, um, let alone a pull up. Yeah. So he said you know mentally prepare yourself to to never do a a full range of motion push up. Um, and that was like, whoa. Oh, okay. Like, wow. Like I'm a coach. Like I don't even care about my personal, you know, athletic endeavors. Like I can't demonstrate. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like really reeling from that. Um, but I I mean, you see me now, like I am pretty much full range of motion and, um, you know, better, I would say in some aspects, uh, better and some SX worse than where I was in 2012. Yeah, yeah. cool. It's, um, but like, you know, and one of the, one of the things is uh, like, again, like I was able to get pretty, pretty strong. Uh, my, my cardio wasn't as great um, at, right after that, but I was able to get pretty darn strong, especially lower body wise from that opportunity to focus on squatting which translates to a lot of stuff. So like my deadlift went up. Um, and so, you know, I, I think if, you know, I, I think I'm also a little more cautious than maybe your typical um, uh, hard, I don't want consider myself a hardcore crossfitter in the athletic sense, because um, I, I really like coaching and, and the helping aspect way more than um, my own stuff. But um, I think it's all about patience. Like you just got to be patient and right. uh, and know that it's a process. I agree. Yeah. Um, you got any other questions or any any other uh, advice for uh, folks who who might be injured out there? No,
1: I, I mean I think we touched on a lot. One of the other one of the other things that I did um, after I got injured when I said when I said I was gonna okay start focusing on things that. I can do. I also took that opportunity to really focus on uh, my my diet and nutrition. So, I, that was so I'm glad
0: most... you said that because I yeah. just wrote a note to myself to talk about nutrition. Yeah.
1: yeah. So 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 that was an opportunity where it's like, okay, that's got nothing to do with what I can do at the gym. So I'm going to clean that up, um, and then you know, then at least I'll have you know all that in check, and I'll do the best I can at the gym with what I can do, and I'll feel good enough with that. So
0: right. So, yes, it is absolutely an opportunity to to clean up your nutrition. I would tell anyone who is going in for um, surgery to schedule it out enough that you can spend at least a month uh, cleaning up your diet. Um, I had scheduled it out over a month uh, for myself. I was probably eating 80-20. I mean, that's typically how I eat in terms yeah. of paleo and whatnot. Um, so I'm definitely not 100% paleo or anything like that. Um, and before that, I was probably about 80-20. But mm-hmm. I went 100% paleo for that month prior to my surgery. And I really do believe that because of that, um, I was able to recover a lot faster within that first uh recover first and second recover month of recovering. Um, I was only on drugs for that for one night for 24 hours. Um, and then I was able to get off and I absolutely believe it's because I changed my diet so that I was very, I had very low inflammation and, um, you know, when they go and cut you open, even if it's a small incision for the laparoscopic procedures, it's still surgery and, um, you know, your body's reaction is, is to go and repair it, but to repair it, it's going to be inflamed. And the, if you can lower your overall inflammation, uh, prior to that work, uh, it's just going to make your body super efficient, um, in terms of repairing itself. So yeah, nutrition overall, I think it's a great opportunity to clean up, um, and to get yourself better and heal it and healed, whether surgery or not, but absolutely. Um, if you're getting work done to uh, to clean yourself up,
1: yeah, my injury coincided right with a um, Lurang, uh nutrition challenge. So yeah. I was doing a six week um, like completely clean eating challenge, right, um, for six weeks. That basically went from uh, I think it was like the beginning of May through Memorial Day and until like the first week or two of June. Um, so that coincided with you know, my recovery from my injury, and I've done two of those challenges now, and I can tell you that, I mean, it it takes a lot of discipline, but you do not feel better than when you are, like, eating totally clean and, like, moving and doing all that stuff. Like, you sleep better, you think better, like, everything just feels better. Yeah. So even though I was hurt, like, I was, like, I was still kind of feeling good because, you know, I, I really, you know, I, my diet was clean. I, I, I was sleeping well. I, I just felt like I was getting better.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Sleep is super important. Nutrition, yeah. super important. Um, all things that we talk about anyway for anybody, yeah. right? Um, now, and obviously, we're not doctors. We're not, you know, this is not medical advice, but um, these are just our experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Had to work that disclaimer in there. <laughs> all right. Cool, man. Well, yeah. Thanks for your time, dude. Yeah, Yeah. thanks for having me. I think it's important for people to hear real stories, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right, cool. Thanks, Brad. All right, buddy. See ya. Hey, folks. Thanks again for listening to CrossFit Radio. If you like what you heard, head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and leave us a review, which helps us get found on the interwebs. Also, head over to social media. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at CrossFit K-A-N-N-A. And if you have any questions from the podcast, email us at info at Thanks and have a great day.